For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. No! Biz Nasty says the Leafs will win the cup. How about that? Can I just say that he's a Leaf fan? He came on the show and admitted he's a closet Leaf fan. So I think when you are making projections for the team that you are a fan of, you're a little clouded. Just because the lack of recent playoff success, everybody's kind of nervous to make a prediction and put put that weight behind the Leafs. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, It absolutely is. Uh, Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans. In the United States of America. I'm just tweeting the poll, by the way, so don't mind me. Poll question today. Might as well get it out of the way, dupes. Let's get it out of the way. Who will have the biggest impact with their new team? Taylor. Oh, dang. I put Taylor Hall on the Sabres. I got to retweet it. Can somebody handle that back there? Taylor Hall with the Bruins or Nick Foligno with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And do we have results already? We do. How about that? How about that? They're saying Nick Foligno with the Leafs. Wow, wow, wow. We're delving right into this. And uh, <clears throat> i got to say something with apologies to the guy that called me this morning from the down south. Wasn't Chris Jones, but he, he was uh, saying, hey, did you watch the Braves game last night? Disputed ending in that one. They were throwing debris on the field. You got to talk about the Braves. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's NHL trade deadline, bro. Despite the fact that half of our viewers come from America, I'm not changing what we do. We haven't, this is show number 461. We're not changing what we do now. No. So, yeah, and he's a good guy and everything, but he's like, man. Should talk about that. I'm like, no, we'll <laughs> we'll handle it. It's a very big day in Canada, coast to coast, right? Oh yeah. Okay. This is kind of what Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry. You had me thinking about what our guy Paul said before the meeting about uh, Santa Claus in the mall with a sack over his shoulder. Do you want to delve into that right now, or paraphrase, or to wait till the quick six? We can wait till you get there. Okay, it's kind of in the quick six show topics and. I'm telling you, man, this is, uh, this is ADD central around here. I'm not even ready to go as we start the show here because we're having too much fun recapping our weekend and everything. But uh, Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet Flames coming up here in hour one and hour two from Elite Prospects. USA hockey writer Julie Robenheimer going to join us from Jersey in hour two. So it is a big hockey day, but it's not all hockey in the topics. Let's hit it, please, Director Jordan. <laughs> Might even find some NASCAR in my tickle trunk for you, Jordan. We'll see. <laughs> Number one. Well, they all loved it here in the, in the cage next door. Number one, NHL trade deadline deals. This is perfect. The um, 1 p.m. Mountain is the headline or the deadline day today. I'm getting back and forth with my time zones, right? Right. On my way here today which was 907 Mountain. I called a CFL guy in the East. I'm not going to name him. And I woke him up. Wait, they're it, at- 
11.07 a.m. <laughs> All right. I woke him up. Just to know, just so you know what's going on with some people in the CFL right now. I guess. Late night. Sleep now. Yeah, but I'm just saying the time zone still kind of screwing me up here. But in the middle of our show, basically, we'll, the deadline will be over. So I will get into a little further uh, in the show here. Is Alex Bjork and a third going to the Sabres for Curtis Lazar and Taylor Hall? Um, this rolls into point two, my weekend NHL leftovers. That is not much of a haul for the Buffalo Sabres for Taylor Hall. And people are saying, he's not the same Taylor Hall, Rod. He's not the guy. He's being paid like he's the same Taylor Hall. Isn't he seven, eight million yeah. this year? So what are we doing? You, when you're trading a rental player, are you not setting up cornerstone pieces for the rebuild of your franchise? Bjork's the centerpiece of the, reba- the rebuild for the Buffalo Sabres? I guess. Did, 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 did Kevin Adams got fleeced here, didn't he? I think so. I yeah. mean, but I also value Taylor Hall more than, I guess, the Buffalo Sabres valued Taylor Hall. Yeah. Right? And then I guess the rest of the league, too, because if that's what he ended up pulling the trigger on, and we've been talking about Taylor Hall here for a couple of weeks, you know that they've, they've kind of taken the temperature of the water around the NHL, and this must have been the best fit or the best return that they were going to get or the only team willing to make a deal. But, yeah, it's, it's awfully disappointing. And now Taylor Hall really has to put up now. He has to show up. Otherwise, he is going to own this value now moving forward. Drew Koser watching from the Off the Hazel podcast says, Taylor Hall, Boston accent. How do you say Taylor Hall with a Boston accent? They have to maybe maybe Julie Robenheimer can tell us an hour too. Yeah, uh, Patrolman Pete's watching in Winnipeg, and he says, uh, "Can someone tell me what's happened to Taylor Hall to lead him to this point? Maybe let's ask Taylor Hall what's led him to this point. Let's let him say it in his own words." Uh, I'm seeing there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of comments coming in from our viewers that had that pertain to junior hockey and some of the other topics. So I'm going to move. I'm going to leave this because there are two other national networks in Canada that are all over this, obviously, today. Those are our initial thoughts. Yeah. Uh, actually, Felino to the Leafs, David Riddick to the Leafs, where are you on the Leafs, okay? Ask, riddle me that. I think you have to go all in, right? If you're, if you're going to make exciting. a run, you have to go all in. It is exciting. I think they're both pieces that can make a difference. I mean, Riddick provides insurance if... Jack Campbell goes down. If Freddie Anderson can't come back, um, it's insurance. And Felino helps. He does help. And I know there's, a, you know, you talk about the draft picks and giving up a late a first round pick, but the GMs, the scouting is so much better. And that late round draft pick, they're not valuing it the same as as they used to, right? That late round pick is a guy who's not going to be NHL ready right away. So you're looking at three, four years before he's going to be an impact player. By that time, you've forgotten about this trade, and they brought somebody else in. So I think they're okay with that. Obviously, the injury to Freddie Anderson is more serious than you thought. Now they have four goalies. Yeah, it's been like That's... three weeks since Freddie's been here, and we're a month away from the end of the season. But Jack Campbell's the guy right now, and, I, and you hope he's hot. You just need to have that insurance policy. And like one one play and, and Jack's down, right? So you got to have some insurance. Well, I did see this. It was Noodles this morning. My good friend Jamie McLennan from TSN saying, if you're going to win a championship, you need depth at every position. And the Leafs now have depth in goal. Who's ever heard of that? But that is a thing. You just, you know, you hope that the, one of them can get on a roll and get hot like Andre Vasilevsky last year with Tampa, who played every single minute 
on the way to the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup. And by the way, Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, I don't expect them to be that active. They did it all last year. Tremendous depth. And, and in the offseason, yeah. Alex Petrangelo, Marc-Andre Fleury, Robin Leonard. Yeah. Patches. They'll be okay. We'll be fine. Don't worry. Yeah. It's all about melding. Uh, point three. Boy, I'm going to split points three and four into CFL 2020 season stuff versus James Franklin retiring on Friday after we went off the air. And my point four was European football, European American rules football. A lot of Canadians are migrating to Europe to play pro football over there and coaches. Joe Pawpaw, Adam Rita. Who the heck was the latest? Somebody help me out. All the, a lot of coaches are going over there. Guys that are under con, not under contract currently anywhere else. But with the CFL 2021 season, I see guys who, like, what was with the media sniping at each other? We're trying to call a hockey game Friday night on television, and I'm seeing people talking about the golden age of CFL media, media reporters throwing shade at each other. I'm like, who, who, what did I miss? Who are we talking about? Who's throwing shade? Yeah, I'm trying to find out. I don't know. But I'm seeing guys tweeting, guys that I respect, that there will be a season. There's going to be a season. And you can just tell where the info's coming from. You can tell where they're getting their direction from. Versus Arash, who reported, was it yesterday, from Sportsnet, that one week from today, the CFL will announce training camps are officially postponed. <clears throat> I don't know, big city communications and PR. I, I'm a hayseed farmer. You know that. But if you know they're going to be delayed and don't expect anything to change within a week, why are you waiting a week? Why? What's going to change between now and next Monday? So you got, I would, I have players, and if you saw the DMs here, they're DMing our show account saying, Rod, are we playing this year? And uh, going by, based on what I know and what I've been told, 60-40 to the no. Now, Maybe those reporters that are saying guaranteeing a season, they're obviously talking to other people than me, but I'm extremely confident in the integrity of the people that I'm talking to. And with James Franklin leaving, I'm just going to dovetail off this. James Franklin retiring. We're going to try to get him on the air this week. I just put a bug in Clark's here. Let's hear from James Franklin. Did you see his exit speech on his, on his Twitter? I saw it. Yeah. It was a hurting guy. I know. And these football players want to play football. Yeah. Right? And you realize quickly that you only have a finite amount of time. Right? We know that um, Father Time always wins undefeated. That's That's the saying. Father Time is undefeated. You only have a finite amount of time. And if you're lucky, you can play into your mid 30s. Right? If you're really lucky, you can play into your 40s. For most players, in the world, you can play till you're 20, 20 yeah. 25 if you happen to be exceptional and go play junior football, college football, university football. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. So it is, I understand how difficult it is for the players to walk away. You know, just, and I know it's smart and you need to take care of your families and all those things, but this is football and you will never, ever get the chance to play the game again. So I get how tough it is. Yeah. I got to throw in. So my CFL guy that I said that I woke up when I called him, he goes, you're welcome for the joke. But can you please say that it was just a joke? I was awake. (laughs) 
We didn't even say there's who no it was. Way, there's no way anybody would guess who it was. I said a CFL guy in Eastern Canada. Boom. It's funny. Thank you. Thanks for the joke. Anyways, John Kirby in Edmonton writes in. He says, uh, on the CFL, think positive thoughts, Rod. I'm positive, John, that nobody can say whether there's going to be a season or there's not. That's what I'm positive about. And in the case of James Franklin, go just look at his Twitter. It's, uh, what is it, Frank the Tank? Something. Just search James Franklin. Just to read his monologue, soliloquy. He's leaving the CFL very bitter. It's not about the way that it's ending. It's about his time in the Canadian Football League. Maybe I took something different away from you. And I want to give James Franklin the ability to come on the air here and explain what he's upset about. You know, he ended it by saying, I don't know what I want, but but I know I no longer want football. And I completely understand where he's coming from. It was that exact quote two years ago when I transitioned out of my last job. I said, I don't know what I want, but I know what I don't want. Remember me saying that? Yeah. So it was James Franklin saying the exact same thing, and I know where he is, and I hope that he gets over it sooner than later. Because, frankly, it was like when I left the Pats in 2010, nobody cares but you. If you're going to carry that chip on your shoulder, nobody cares. took me two years to go back into the hockey rink after I left that team because I was so upset. And then I look back and go, what? I was the one that hurt. Nobody cared. So that's why when I left the Rough Riders, I delved right back in, had my season tickets, hosted tailgate parties. Like, come on, James, get over it and move on. And I just say that not in a uh, dismissive way, for your own good. He didn't get along with Mark Tressman. Um, he never really got his opportunity in Edmonton. He was starting to shine, and just when he was starting to shine, Mike Riley came back and was healthy. And who are you going to play? You're going to play Mike Riley. He's the league MVP, right? right? So in the case of James Franklin, yeah, not everybody gets the Peyton Manning opportunity. Win a Super Bowl and see you later, right off into the sunset. So, so, so rare to go out on their own terms. Is James Franklin going out on his own term? He's married. I, I, I'm not sure if he's got a young family or not. For sure he's married. And he's, had, he's got to get on with his life. And he's upset that he had a bad experience in the CFL. But that's not the CFL's fault. I hate to see a guy just leave bitter like that. I know. And you, you wonder if that's just the start. And if this whole situation plays into it, right, about you know, what it does for your love of the game. And, and when the business takes over and it becomes about money and not about playing the game, and then it's just like, do I really need this anymore? You know, and you wonder how many other guys are starting to think that and on the fence and, you know, he, he takes the leap and now other guys are thinking, you know what, I can do it too. So you hope it doesn't go that way and you hope he gets over it and you hope that, you know, you can start to love the game again. And so... Chris Bird in Toronto watching says, James Franklin had a lot of promise, yet just didn't seem to deliver. Here in Toronto, that was the case. Randolph Zora says, James Franklin set the CFL record for most star potential. This is the thing about James Franklin. And I love the guy. I wanted, maybe I'll send Clark the photo of me and him and Ricky Ray in my restaurant when they came in. Like, I love James Franklin. But you got the start, dude. It doesn't matter what Tressman's telling you to do. So many guys don't even get that start. You said it. You've had multiple starts, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. So I guess he can't necessarily retire and say that he didn't get his opportunity. 
He had his starts. I watched the games. They couldn't move the ball with a pretty good offense. Let's bring James Franklin on and let him say. Yeah. That's the whole idea behind it. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg's watching and says, I know it's a Pats game day, but I was hoping Rod would wear his fresh new ice gear today. I would have Pete in Winnipeg, but the Pats are playing the ice tonight, and I could not in good conscience wear the other team's gear when they're playing my team. I'd have to kick my own ass. So tomorrow I'll put the Winnipeg ice hat here because it's beautiful. I just happened to run into the president of the Pats on Saturday wearing a Winnipeg ice hat. Oops. Oh! He was nice enough he didn't say anything. Uh, Masters Sunday, Blue Jays versus Yankees tonight. And then Dubhub, there's my seventh point. Uh, the post Bedard era begins uh, tonight for the Queen City kids against the Winnipeg guys. We're out of time. Ryan Leslie's in next from Sportsnet Flames. So this has been the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. And we'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We are very appreciative of our next guest joining us because it's a very busy day. Sportsnet Flames, Rogers, uh, Sportsnet Flames, Ryan Leslie joining us from Calgary on NHL trade deadline day. There is a trade, actually a couple here. The New Jersey Devils uh, trading Dmitry Kulikov to the Edmonton Oilers for a 2022 draft pick. It's conditional. Chicago Blackhawks acquiring forward Adam Gaudet from the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for forward Matthew Highmore. Leslie, you're looking great. I appreciate the time. How's your life today, man? Is it as frenetic as it seems? No, it's not too bad because <laughs> Brad Drew Living went out and uh, made a move last night. And uh, I spoke with him this morning. Uh, but moving out David Riddick uh, for a third rounder, I mean, considering uh, what the situation would be like uh, as the Riddick would play out, likely not going to be back. So that's a pretty good return for the general manager of the Flames, but certainly a, a pretty uh, interesting move last night for Calgary and Toronto. I think the Leafs got a really interesting personality. I think they got a good goaltender. He's put a lot of work in. Um, it, I mean, the writing was on the wall, wasn't it, Rod, when they went out and got Markstrom that you had to think that David Riddick's days were numbered, and they were. So uh, maybe no surprise there. Now we wait to see what happens going forward. A third-round pick for a rental is a tremendous return. But my first thought last night was cue the fire cell. This is the first of many. The rebuild's on its way, and we sit here and wait today till 1 p.m. Our, uh, our time. If the Flames do move more, do you expect more? Well, I just checked in with Brad moments ago, and he said nothing. He expects it to be quiet. But he also said that to me last night, too, and then pulled the trigger on a deal. <laughs> so I'm not sure what to expect. Um, you know, when you look at Derek Ryan, that's a serviceable player there as well. Uh, David Riddick mentioned uh, Sam Bennett. That that situation continues to be fluid. Um, and Michael Stone as well. I'm going to go ahead and say that we think it's going to be quiet, but you just never know. And uh, you got to have two to tango, as they say. So, uh, you know, it's it's quiet now. Um, 
but Brad also likes to make things happen on these moments. The stage is set, but I, I really do believe that when Calgary starts to make moves, uh, it will be in the offseason. Wow. Well, <clears throat> let me ask you just this. You're a hockey guy. They're playing Riddick more than I thought they would. Less to be honest. With what they're paying, Jacob Markstrom especially, he was the prize-free agent signing. Were you surprised that Riddick got as many starts as he did? I was. Not really, uh, because uh, first of all, this is a very serviceable goaltender. Uh, David Riddick's numbers came down. Also, uh, if you know you're going to move him, you have to play him. So they've played him, they've moved him, and it's all you know gone according to the way it probably should. Okay, uh, Johnny Gaudreau, uh, not expecting him to be moved. He's got one more year left on his deal after this. What, what about Johnny Hockey there? Because it seems to me like him and Daryl are not long for Cowtown together. Yeah, I, I don't expect them to move today. Um, no, not at all. Um, if, if he is to move, and I, I know he's happy in Calgary, if he is to move, then uh, I, I would look for that to be an off-season move. And uh, I think same goes for anybody that we may have questions. If we go up and down the lineup, um, yeah, it just seems as though this is going to be an off-season of interest for the Calgary Flames on a whole lot of levels. So stay tuned, but I don't think today's the day. All right, cool. Hey, listen, enough of that. Our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, and by the way, Capital provides Jacob Markstrom his wheels in Calgary. Who will have a bigger impact with their new team, Taylor Hall with the Bruins or Nick Foligno with the Leafs? What, uh, how would you vote on that? Uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Nick Foligno with the Leafs, I think, Rod. I think this is a... <laughs> Um, a guy who just is going to seize the opportunity, seize the moment. I think it's a really nice fit. Now, I could completely wrong. I just think so highly of Nick Bellino. Uh, the obvious ties are there. Um, this is a this is a nice addition from where I sit, anyhow. And uh, I think it's going to work. And nothing against Taylor Hall. I just I just think Nick Bellino is going to be the right type of piece. You can go out and look at who's the better player. You can look at numbers, or you can look at good, bad. It doesn't really matter. I just think. For me, Nick Foligno is is a uh, is a really nice addition to a team that could could use even more leadership, more intangibles. Um, he, he's going to fit right in. I know they got a lot with Joe and Spezza and all kinds of of, of veterans, but this this is a hard nosed guy. He's a character guy. He'll be another. I, I just believe when you're good in the room too. There, there's nothing uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think this is a nice piece. Uh, Ryan, Scotia North Division aside, because you're following it nightly, what is the most intriguing division to you? I'd like to say the Honda West Division, where my beloved Vegas Golden Knights reside, but it's the Mass Mutual East yeah. that has my interest every night because the games are just gong show. What's your favorite division to watch yeah. aside from your own? Well, probably the same as you. I, I just think there's a lot of firepower, firepower out there, um, but I'm an East Coast guy, so I, I keep an eye on the East as well, so I don't really have a favorite uh, per se, but uh, the one that we're watching is is pretty fantastic uh, given the challenges that are here. But uh, yeah, I would say I like yours, but I but I also keep an eye on the East because uh, that's where my heart always is. So, um, boy, I dodged that one. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like what you're saying. Owen Sound is on the coast, Ontario. I'm an East Coast guy in terms of where I uh, where my passion is. I'm born in the East, and uh, I definitely uh, keep an eye on it. Yes. Well, why don't you go back there then? I don't want to. Listen, hey, I don't want to fight, Rod. I don't want to fight with you here. Sounds All like right? somebody's somebody's in I your ear. Break the map down for a guy. 
for a guy who's been to Ontario just to watch the CFL, all right? Don't give me yeah. that. But one last comment, because I know you're busy. I think you got to go. From uh, the Puck and Pigskin podcast, they say, word is Ryan Getzlaff has told Anaheim he would consider a trade to Vegas close to home, which matters for family reasons, per Andy Strickland on Twitter. What's going on with the Ducks, and are you expecting they might blow it up? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen the Ducks all season, Rod. I have no idea what's going on with them. I'm in the yeah. North Division. You know that. Um, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. That's a, a quality player with a quality resume going to a quality program. We've seen how Vegas can, you know, just add pieces similar to that and, and make it work. So if that happens, yeah, kudos. And and I think it'll work. I, I don't know if he's going or not. I, I really don't. I'm not even around uh, any kind of conversation all year uh, with anything to do with Anaheim. But, uh, but I'm happy uh, that uh, we're talking about it. That's the big thing. And Honestly, if he goes there, I don't see any drawback, and I don't see there being any issues with fit. Do you? No. Well, clearly, he's not part of the long term in Anaheim with Zegras and uh, all the Sam Steele, Maher, all the young guys in Anaheim. Ryan Getzlaff's not long for there. So if it's a fit for Vegas and they can fit him in financially, because you know how that works, Ryan. I think it would be very exciting to watch. Listen, I'll let you get back to work. It's always great to see your face. I'm watching you every game, my friend. So uh, keep it up. I enjoy so it. You're, so you're the one. Thanks, Roddy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's my line. All right. Have a good good day, pal. You too. Ryan Leslie from Rogers Sportsnet Flames joining us. And uh, so he's texting back and forth with the general manager of the Flames. So he's got that. But as far as what they're going to do, he probably does know. Couldn't say. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It, <laughs> It's tough, right? Because you're you're really, you know, trying to make a deal now and and get your fingerprints on. Okay, where is this team going under Daryl Sutter? Right? Have you, do you have a full idea of you know what type of a you know? Have you gone through everybody on that roster? Who who's who's part of the long term future? Who isn't? I'd like to think that they have. Of course, they've had those conversations, right? So you know if a guy's part of the future or not. It's a matter of hey, will the phone ring? And can you get find somebody on the other side that? Uh, Wants to give you something to add. I do not mind jumping into full-on viewer takeover right now. 30 minutes into our one on a Monday. Because there's some great co- uh, questions coming in. But I, like Flames fans, where are you at? I know you're watching. We can see it. I don't have the text line in front of me. but we, Oh, I do. Text us 306-840-8777. We hear from all the Albertans. It says I have 11% battery left. That'll get us through the day. That'll get us through the day. Yeah. Prairie Mobile uh, is your authorized SaaS mobility dealer. Flames fans, what should they do? Listen, if you're going to blow it up and you know it and it's trade deadline day, why would you not do it now? So you move David Riddick because he's got an expiring contract. Fine. Good. Play Markstrom the rest of the way. Neither one of them could get it done. Like, I was sitting here going, trade Goodrow, trade Giordano. Look, I know what's going on in Calgary. And long term, none of those guys are going to be there. So you might as well get a kickstart on it. Because those moves that Ryan Leslie's referring to in the summertime are going to be a lot higher than on the ice. So you might as well start now. You're not making the playoffs. Everybody knows it. And furthermore, John in Edmonton, who's uh, had some very good questions today, He said to ask Ryan if the NHL should have scheduled the Flames game this past Saturday right after the Colby Cave Memorial that was held in Edmonton that same day. I want to take a swing of that. I don't need to ask Ryan Leslie. 
So the Flames smoked the Orders 5-0 Saturday night, and the Orders were listless, which is rare for them. Yeah. And, and then after the game, Connor McDavid comes out and says, they sh- the NHL, knowing that there was some fluidity in the schedule here because they were rescheduling the Flames games, they shouldn't have had to play that night because of the, uh, the memorial for Colby Cave, their fallen teammate, who we lost within the last year. And I say we because he's from North Battleford, Saskatchewan. <sighs> it's a tough one. Connor McDavid's one of very few players that could come out and criticize the NHL and <laughs> nobody would have a problem with it, right? The fourth line right winger can't do that. No. But Connor McDavid could. It's very tough. I, can I say that I see both sides? The people that don't know the orders and don't know the Colby Cave story per se and what he meant to that team would say, you're professionals, you're getting paid. What's he at? 12 to 14 million this year, McDavid? Go out and play. You're Be a professional. There is a human element to this. And in pro sports, however, that human element has largely been removed. More money, more pressure, go play. It's your job. And Connor McDavid saying it's not right. Because we were, we were emotionally and mentally not there. And if you watch the game, they weren't. All I can say is I see both sides. And yeah, I, I normally try to take a stand one side or the other. And this one, I can't. I know. It is tough, right? It's, it is their job. This, the season's got to play. You know what? There is fluidity in the schedule right now. And there is opportunities to move games. But you need to save that if you can for when you need it. You know, for COVID reasons, but at the same time, I can I can totally get that, right? I mean, you just had this happen, and if there was ever an opportunity to move the game, this might have been it. But it's also a little tougher to take it seriously on the heels of how that game went, too, right? If if he's saying this before the game, it holds a little more weight. Maybe the NHL actually considers it. I don't know. We don't know what goes into NHL scheduling. Yeah. I mean, literally, you knew how long in advance that this memorial for Colby Cave was going to be Saturday. Could you not have beforehand and said, hey, NHL, we've got a memorial here for one of our teammates who lost his life in the last year. Can you do us a solid and move the game 24 hours? Is there any chance the NHL might have overlooked that? I think there's a very good chance they might have and not even thought about it. Yeah. So, again, I see both sides. By the way, from our Winnipeg viewers here, there are a few uh, that, are, that are chiming in. Jeff Cabellas says, with regards to the Flames, he says, not sure if they have any chance of making the playoffs. Blow it up if not. They mathematically do. But, Derek, come on. When you start talking about mathematical chances of making the playoffs, that's when you're not. When the official term mathematic comes out, you're done. Yeah. No, you, Who uh, overcomes that? Nobody. 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 Uh, it's very rare. James Robert Henderson says, I know people in Winnipeg are disappointed with no action, but I'm happy. No need to get rid of our future for a rental. Yes and no. The Jets are not a perfect team. And I know none of us are perfect. But I don't think they're winning the Stanley Cup with what they have. Don't think Kevin Chevaldeoff didn't look around. And rental players don't usually work. They don't, like, obviously he's happy with what they have. And we got 26 minutes until the deadline's up. Nothing's happening now, is there? 
26? In the next 20. In the next 26. Isn't minutes? it one mountain? Oh, is it one mountain? Three Eastern. Oh, I, again, I think, what I say about the time zones. I think. I think. Okay, it got me Clark, with the time zones somebody again. confirm this. No, no, no. You're right. It's 1 p.m. So at the end of our show. Yeah, 1 p.m. here. Gotcha. So, Yo. yes. Okay. When we come back, we'll delve in more into the hockey. And Do you guys have the photo with James Franklin? Yeah. Okay, perfect. We'll be right back with that. It's the RP Show. Monday morning get-together. Thanks for joining us for Caliber Coffee. Regina and Saskatoon get some of the freshest coffee beans around delivered right to your door. To order your coffee, visit calibercoffee.ca. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rod. Hey, welcome back. I'm going to read the sports update, then we'll get to more of the James Franklin stuff and then NHL trade deadline stuff because Winnipeg's awake. Two and a half hours until the trade deadline. What are the Jets going to do? Two Canadian matchups on the NHL calendar tonight. The Sens will look to snap a three-game slide when they host the Winnipeg Jets. And the Leafs are trying to extend a six-game win streak as they face the Canadiens in Montreal. In the dub hub, Nolan Meyer registered 42 saves, leading the Saskatoon Blades to a 3-2 win over the Brandon Wheat Kings. That sounds a lot like Jeff Hayes, eh? It does. Their guy? It really does. Uh, Kyle Krinkovic had a goal and an assist for the Blades Brandon Lazowski and Chase Waters also scored. Jared Davidson and Henrik Rabinski each notched a goal and a helper as the Seattle Thunderbirds topped the Tri-City Americans 3-2. Eric Pierce had a goal and an assist as the Prince Albert Raiders downed the Swift Crown Broncos 4-2. And it was a busy night in net for Adam Evanoff, who stopped 56 shots for the Victoria Royals and a loss 4-3 to the Kamloops Blazers. Tonight, it's Regina versus the Winnipeg Ice at 6 p.m. on Access Now TV. It's the first game for the Regina Pats in the post-Connor Bedard era. Again, 6 p.m. on Access Now TV. Another tough loss for the Raptors. Gary Trent Jr. had 23 points, and Chris Boucher added a double-double with 17 points and 14 assists, but Toronto dropped a 102-96 division to the Knicks. Robbie Ray is set to make his season debut for the Blue Jays. Not Hannah Montana's dad. (laughs) The lefty was sidelined by an elbow contusion, but is set to take the mound when Toronto hosts the Yankees today. Jays were scheduled to play the Angels Sunday, but the game was postponed due to rain. And Jordan Spieth didn't get to put on the green jacket, but he still made history at the Masters. He's the first player in the tourney's 85-year history to birdie the par 4 10th hole in all four rounds. Hideki Matsuyama won it in what I thought was a rather anticlimactic Masters Sunday. But the sports update is for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Didn't stop us from having our usual Sunday Mrs. P and I watched. We've been doing it for years. Master Sunday is a thing for us. But there wasn't a lot of drama. No, there wasn't. And it was close. I think it was on, was it 16 when Shoffley put it in the water? Mm-hmm. You know, an extra yard on that tee shot. He's, or that approach shot, he's on the green. So that was it. He took a triple bogey on that hole. If he doesn't, 
then you would have had that that uh, that fun, exciting yeah. finish. But you're right, very anticlimactic. Justin Rose just off the cliff. You know, guys fell back. Yeah. Most guys were over par on the day. I mean, John Rahm had a good day, but for the most part, it was uh, wasn't much. It, Except uh, the young kid, Zalatoris. He was fun to watch. Uh, I believe it was Jim Nance. On uh, 18, when Matsuyama was teeing it up, he's like, all he's got to do here is put it on the green, and he's good. Plunk! Into the lake. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no! But he still (laughs) figured it out. He still figured it out. Glenn Trafford, Yorkton Hyundai. Watching, he says, hey, Roddy, been a while. Always good to see your show continuing to grow. Thank you so much. Paul Sanchez writing in. He says, yeah, Paul from the XFL Mark cast checking in to see what the CFL talk is on a Monday. I love it. Let's go down that road right now. Let's do it. We'll come back to the NHL trade deadline talk in a moment. I don't know what those two guys, Paul and Reed, what this means. The gift. Yeah, but I love it and I use it. Yeah. I Googled year. What does it mean? Somebody who has been fully vaccinated from COVID and brags about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's what I don't to. think that's it. Yeah. Anyways. So James Franklin, I just want to say, he retired on Friday and he went out guns a-blazing. Here's a photo of James Franklin, Ricky Ray and I in my restaurant in downtown Regina where every CFL team came in. That's obviously James Franklin in the middle, Ricky on the right, and me, Johnny Fonz, with my shades in my neck. Uh, of my sweater. You know who took the photo? McLeod Bethel Thompson. So we had a good visit that day. So I'm just showing you, I know James Franklin enough and his people texting me today that he's got two young children. So he went out and he blasted. I don't know how far I want to go down the road of it because we covered it in the opening segment, the warm up for the four season sports palace, but he blasted some of his former coaches, personnel people, uh, he said to the equipment people who the players looked down upon, but he made the but, but made the players look good. I'm like, why would you say that? You say whatever you want, but what? He's upset. His time in the CFL didn't go well, and what I didn't get to in the warm up that I will here is I've identified three hurdles for the CFL to play in 2021. Number one is COVID and the variant, wildly unpredictable. Let's remember that a couple of weeks ago, people were saying, political leaders, hang on tight. We're almost at the end. Now, cases at an all-time high. So for anybody to tell you where, they, where this is going and that they know, they're pulling your leg. Point two, money. Is the federal government going to pony up and provide a check for them to play? Shoot, provincial government did it for our hockey leagues out here. So it could happen. They could get their money. And if the federal government does not write them a check, do the owners bite the bullet? Larry Smith's quote, not mine. Will the owners pay? And then three, there's at least one team that doesn't want to play this year in the Canadian Football League, and it's the MLSE Argos. There's a rumor that Montreal might be joining them too. So that might be two of nine teams that don't, don't want to play. So don't tell me that you're going to guarantee me that there's a season that there will because you can't make that guarantee either. These are three huge hurdles, Darren. They're massive hurdles, right? And you can't keep stacking up hurdles and then just assume you're going to clear them and they're all going to fall down, right? I mean, they're big hurdles. And one of the biggest ones is not wanting to play. I mean, I get it. If the decision is to play and lose money or don't play and lose less money, 
What are you going to choose as a business owner, right? Your responsibility is as a, you know, as a business, whether you're MLSE, your responsibility is, is bigger than just the football fans. Unfortunately, that's like the cold part of it, right? <laughs> that nobody wants to hear. And yeah. I don't really want to say, but it's true. You know, you, you have a responsibility to all your employees. You have a responsibility to um, your shareholders. You've got a responsibility to investors. You've got a responsibility to customers in other areas of your business, not just football. So that becomes really tough. And if guys don't want to play, they're going to find ways to not play, right? And yeah. who carries weight in the boardroom? And it's also about what your perspective is in all of this. Uh, Don Mitchell, our Navy friend, says MLSC is willing to screw the rest of Canada for some NFL pipe dream. I cannot stand them and all their platforms. That's Don's position. Chris Bird in Toronto, where did his comment go? Chris Bird in Toronto says something along the lines of MLSC wants to doesn't give a rat's butt about the CFL and wants to turn it into a profitable enterprise. The horror! See where it depends where you're coming from here? And my source, which is unimpeachable, it's in my Sunday column, said MLSE, as soon as they realized they couldn't make money in the Argos, they said, let's blow up the CFL, make it profitable, and let's use the MLS template. And then all of a sudden, the XFL folds, and it's like, perfect, genius, we got twice as many teams here. And with the pandemic, it's choking off the life of the Canadian Football League financial. This is perfect. From an MLSC perspective, it's accelerated the goal that they had prior to the pandemic even happening at all. So, we'll, oh yeah, okay, we got we got to take yeah, we'll take a break and come right back with more viewer takeover. Julie Robenheimer coming up next hour to talk NHL trade deadline two from the states. It's the RP show on Game Plus TV and listen live at RodPeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com/slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to the show. We're delving right into it. Boy, people are uh, fired up. Mm -hmm. uh, next hour, Julie Robenheimer joining us from Elite Prospects and USA Hockey to talk about NHL trade deadline stuff. Nothing's happened today of no minor deals, yeah. except to the guys that are involved. You know what I mean. That's right. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going through all these comments. You're trying to get... It's about the CFL thing, uh, whether it's a season or not. Michael Quinn's watching. He says, one, Rod, what about the fans who are football season ticket holders? Two, what are your thoughts on the NHL trades? Hall going to Boston. And three, I think this XFL MLSC has gotten out of control. So on all of this, they're just warming up <laughs> on MLSC. Exit. Just warming up. Well, you're just getting out of control. You're sick of it. You better have a seat and take a deep breath. This is where it's all going. It's funny because my 10 things column on the weekend ripped the lid off of where this is going. And it's like the rest of the media didn't even want to acknowledge it. Right? I know. And I mentioned it earlier in the show, Michael. Coffee starts at 10 Mountain. I'm not going to go through all the stuff that I've talked about already. Just because he just logged in. Right. Fair. Speaking of logging in 
Tomorrow, there's a huge esports tournament here on Game Plus Television that's going to take over for the rest of the week from noon to 2 Eastern here on Game Plus TV. So if you want to watch us for the next four days after this, you're going to have to watch digitally on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and what other various platforms. It's a good thing that you still, we still have that digital backup. Oh, yeah. So YouTube. Join us on YouTube. Join us on Facebook for the rest of the week. We'll still be here. Uh, yeah, James in Borden, Manitoba says, regarding the James Franklin retirement, he says, taking shots at coaches when you're retired is weak sauce. Reminds me of Commodore taking shots at Babs. That's why I want to extend the invitation to James Franklin to come on here and maybe explain why he's so upset at the Canadian Football League and the teams for which he played, Toronto, Edmonton, and signed with Saskatchewan. And again, as his people said, he's got two young kids. This is why he's retiring. Listen, James Franklin speaking for hundreds of players whom are extremely bitter right now because they're just bit parts in the machine and they are realizing it. Fair? Yeah. And that's the tough part, right? You realize, oh, we are just interchangeable pieces and that's tough right when you start really you play the game because you love the game and then when the business takes over it becomes tough don mitchell goes on to say more on the frozen four on television than connor bedard of the pats disgusting don don't be so upset i had when i mentioned that i was talking with that cfl guy this morning in eastern canada he was talking about he's like you got to understand southern ontario man it's all about Raptors, Leafs, Raptors, Leafs, Raptors, Leafs. That's the MLSC thing, and that's fine. Sportsnet, TSN are rolled into that ball. What do they own? 34 to 37% Bell and Rogers of MLSE. So, of course, they're going to talk about what they own. Blah, blah, blah. It's, I, it doesn't upset me. And people talk about those announcers being muzzled, and they can't say what they want. Whatever. That's their deal. But we're going to keep doing what we're doing over here. And that's why you're here. To talk about the other side, like I said to that guy, there's a whole country out here that doesn't give a rat's ass. How about Fred Van Vliet? How about that? And that's what we'll continue to do. Everybody's happy. And we'll follow what Connor Bedard's doing. Clark seems very up. Sorry, Clark cares about the Leafs and Fred Van Vliet. (laughs) You were very deflated in your 30. Like he's upset that I'm not talking about the Leafs acquiring Nick Felino. Like he can't find that in a million other places. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> Julie Robenauer next hour. Stay tuned here on Game Plus. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.